will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? She just goes a little mad sometimes. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. If you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother. Do you want to die, Sydney? Hi. And welcome to... Oh, shit. Do you know what? I was about to say the other podcast. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Free podcast. Free podcast. <clears throat> Hi. And welcome to the State by Horrorcast. I'm your host. Oh, yeah, fucking. First time lucky. Eh? Hi. Shut up, Michael. Hi. And welcome to State by Horrorcast. I'm your host, Mark Goddard. And as always, I'm joined by my co hosts, Nar Whitlock. Hi. And Marcus Wallace. Hello. Should we clap Hello, now? Guys. You did it right. Yay. <laughs> Well done. Fuck off. <laughs> try. I thought I was on bloody good reads for a second then. <laughs> Double out of franchise players, one or the other. <laughs> nah, I don't want to be on that one. Why? Is it because she beat you on a quiz? Are you, are you really still that upset? Yeah, I'm still pretty bitter about it. I don't know. I think with this way, at least you wasn't third like Marcus. Oh, well, I was in the top three at least, so it's fine. Uh, you barely three. did that, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I improved. <laughs> <laughs> from my last score. <laughs> hmm. True. So, this week, guys, we have to be on our best behaviour because we've got a guest again, unlike last last two weeks. <clears throat> so, um, we're actually joined by a professional reviewer this time. Going to put us to shame. Uh, he is the author of the brand new book, uh, The Book of Horror. He has reviewed for GQ. He's reviewed for Total Film. It is my pleasure to introduce the podcast, Matt Glasby. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hi, Matt. No problem. Hi. Marcus, yeah. you here? Oh, <laughs> Your keeps the going on. <laughs> I stared at the, I staring at the name. So you, I just didn't say anything. Sorry. We're not professional. <laughs> uh, welcome oh, to the podcast. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Um, so, yes, podcast. Basically, we try and basically review two films each uh, each episode. Uh, give a little bit of a view on what we think of it. Nothing major, major in depth. But we're going to spoil the hell out of it. So, uh, yeah, when we say nice review, that's heavy quotation marks on that. <laughs> we basically we just judge. Mm, yeah, we do judge a lot. We are very judging. Yeah. We say something. Well, you guys are nice. But... Yes, again, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Um, for people out there who might Thanks. not know much about your work, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into horror. Wow, that's a biggie. Um, I'm a, so I'm a film journalist, as like you say, I write for Total Film and GQ and the Radio Times, and places like that. I've been a film journalist for about twenty years, and I've been a horror fan since I was about maybe nine or ten, and I got sort of mad into it. And I think it's just one of those things that once you've got a taste, it just stays with you. Mm. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because uh, basically, I'm the, the horror guy here. Uh, Noel, when you first started oh, okay. the podcast. But never really bad. I'm not really a big fan of horror. I'm I'm not watching horror films for twenty years. You can forget right about that. <laughs> and Marcus is a just a year uh, and a half is enough, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and Marcus knows knows a bit about his more obscure horrors, don't you? Don't you, Marcus? Making us sit and oh, watching well, uh, Terrifier and all of that as Eve. But... Yeah, they're the great, they're the good ones. <laughs> and this week's picks, actually, this week's picks, which is uh the Wind and Curse of, Thra- of Curse of Frankenstein. So. Thanks, Marcus, for making me watch The Wind. <clears throat> but anyway, <laughs> so Matt, um, you got a brand new book out, The Book of Horror. So tell us a bit about the book. Well, the book is an in-depth illustrated guide to the scariest movies ever made. And the basic idea is that most horror books you ever read about horror films uh, talk about like the most important horror films ever made mm-hmm. or you know the things that started genres and, and you know, changed changed the world but the point about this book is that the only thing that matters is that the films are scary and i think most horror fans actually we don't really care about the other stuff you just you just care about is it scary so there's some films in here that are not good films but every single film in the book is very scary i think and then the book goes into how and why each different film um seeks to scare us and find some sort of communalities across the different genres okay mm. Is Hellraiser in there? 
Hellraiser is not in there because oh. it isn't scary. I'm not saying it's a bad film. I'm just saying <laughs> Pinhead's become like he's you know he's in like spoofs. He's on key rings. Like it's hard to see Pinhead and be scared. I would say. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> see also no. Freddy, Jason. No, no, not no, I was not a fan of Hellraiser. <laughs> he loves the second one though. Yes, yeah, piece of art. The second one. <laughs> I haven't seen the second one for years. Is that? But people are starting to say that it's better than the first. <laughs> I think we started that trend, and I think we did it sarcastically. But I'm taking oh. credit for it. <laughs> you should. You should definitely. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so, what's your uh, so what's your favourite uh, film in the book that you've covered? Ooh, that's a really really tough one, and I think. If you're like a major horror fan or just a major film fan, you know, you always get asked mm-hmm. your top 10s or your top 5s or your top 3s. And personally, I've stopped being able to say one and I've just got like, you know, like five answers that I can give because it just changes day to day, you know. Mm. It, but you want me to answer? To no, you don't have to answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that Fuse. is an answer. <laughs> I mean, it's, um... We're always too lenient with our guests here. We should yeah. make them answer questions. My favourite <laughs> horror film... My favorite <laughs> horror film right now is is Lake Mungo. Right now, that's got a lot tomorrow, of love though. Else. Lake Mungo's got a lot more <laughs> a lot love. It's been out for a lot long. I've been out for a while now, and recently it's had a bit more of a resurgence, which is a uh, good to see. Yeah, I know. I um, heard of that one. What's that? Found footage. It, kind of. Oh, it's okay. like a, yeah, like an Australian fake documentary about grief, which does make it sound quite shit, but it is really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair we will enough. cover it one day. We will cover it one day. It just has to come up on the on Shudder. See Stick that that this. sounds like one of those films like Hush because uh, not Hush uh, Host what Host. we watched the other week. Mm. On paper, that sounds terrible, but actually, yeah. that was a really good film. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot more it's a lot more considered than the Host. Mm. Like Host is brilliant, but Host does that thing. It's scary. Boom, it's over. I think Late Mango is trying to like creep you out and stay with you a little bit longer. Mm. That's no disrespect to Host, though, because, I mean, honestly, that's a hell of an achievement. No, yeah, it's just how you execute the film, though. Yeah. Mm. So I thought, because Late Mungo, it's very similar to like The Tunnel. It's more like kind of that fake documentary style, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, The Tunnel is actually quite an obscure one, so full marks for seeing I love that. The tunnel. I only saw it. <laughs> Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, I only good. saw it for the book. I, it was one of those things I wanted to see for ages so I could never justify spending like 10 quid on the DVD. And then I did. And it was good. Yeah, it gets really mm. scary at the end um, when they're sort of running around the tunnel. Yeah. Uh, lost. Spoilers. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty <laughs> obvious that's what's going to happen. But yeah, that was pretty cool. But nothing like Grave Encounters. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Gladly, nothing's like Grave Encounters. <laughs> so that's good. That was indeed a bad Let's encounter. Weren't a fan of both those <laughs> films. Fucking terrible. Really wasn't. <laughs> Talking about films that weren't yeah, right, fans on. Films. Should we get into the first film? <laughs> I've got some more questions for Matt. Go for it. <laughs> I just, I yeah, just want to ask him it. something quick. So, have you ever written, wrote? Sorry, got to use proper words now. Grammar. Um, <laughs> You're being judged. <laughs> yeah. So, have you ever wrote a review and sort of had it published, and then looked back on it afterwards and thought, "That's a bit harsh." Yes, and more than that, I've had directors tweet me <laughs> and say, "Oh, that was a bit harsh." And and sometimes you look back, and you know what? It's it's not a science. It's I mean, it's not an art. It's a craft, right? Reviewing, yeah. and mm-hmm. you get it wrong. Um, sometimes, if you're having a really good day, I used to find like if you've got the day off work and you're watching like something quite upbeat in the middle of the day, you're like, "Yay!" I'm at the cinema in the middle of the day. I'm not going to work, and all of a sudden the film is better than if you're watching it after work on a rainy, you know, rainy Tuesday. And so it really does depend on the context. And sometimes mm. we're only human, like the films, sometimes they gain, sometimes they suffer just on that context. And yeah, so I think the, yeah, I do look back and there are, there are some things that I regret and would take back. And, but that's not, please don't, if, if directors of everything I've ever slated, please don't tweet me because it's not necessarily your film. It, yeah, I don't there. think we'll ever have Clive Barker on. Yeah. No. Not now. Funny enough, though, Clive Barker's popped up on Twitter again. I was so tempted to invite him on the podcast, but. Can we please do it? Just, no, we'll be blacklisted. Just ask him. We'll be blacklisted. He's quite, he's, he's a quite, a, uh, he's quite an interviewee. You would not. You would not regret having him on. Let's put it that way. Oh, I think I'm off that week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've given out a few awards to the Hellraiser, haven't you? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. 
I can't remember. It's all just a blinded, like, rage dream when I think back. The <laughs> thing is, though, you know I will get him on just for that reason. I would applaud it if you did. I mean, that'd be quite impressive, to be fair. <laughs> eh, if he's got a new book out, I can get him on bloody good reads. We'll see what happens. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah, definitely um, agree with you can be in a different mood and different mindset. Fright Fest is one. I've given um, so many great reviews for yeah. Fright Fest, then rewatched them and went, oh, okay. <laughs> I maybe shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Wicked That's Tree. So true. I remember <laughs> the critics get, you know, you get the Fright Fest films beforehand often. Mm. I remember some guys. Uh, some of the fellow critics giving a certain film, everyone was giving it sort of three and two stars. Mm. And I was like, are you crazy? And then you watched it with the audience as it was intended. Mm. And it was just like a four-star movie, definitely. And they'd been watching it on a screener at home by themselves. Mm. And it just didn't have the same effect at all. Stage Fright, yeah. I think, is one of them, which played really well at Fright Fest, but watching it back, it's not as good on your own. Just, just the laughter from people during during some of the uh, some of the scenes, it's, it does, yeah. does make the movie. Should we go into the first film? I'm ready. Let's go. do this. Do I make Marcus explain this movie? <laughs> I, Marcus, I can give it a go if you'd like. This is your week and your choices that you made our poor guests sit through. Explain the wind for me, Marcus. <laughs> First of all, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> uh, right, so... It uh, correct me at any point, anyone, if I get this wrong. By the way, this is always my favourite part of what we do is when Marcus describes what we're all about to talk about because it it doesn't resemble it at all. Oh, it does ever. It does. <laughs> it's almost like it's a completely different film. Right, you guys did watch Insidious, right? That was the one rule. Oh, doing? shut up! For <laughs> 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 <But> once. <laughs> there was one week with um, Niall where he, he le- legit just watched Insidious instead of I think it was The Conjuring Sinister. and we thought he was yeah. joking at first we're like oh yeah no you just stop messing around he was like no seriously guys I've watched Insidious not The Conjuring like, oh, for fuck's sake. That's so to, we had basically the same <laughs> I did think when I saw the, the, su- the suggestions I was like this is like the two most opposite films but they have got this right have they i'm not just watching this like got the wrong thing you know? welcome to the horror <laughs> wasting my time yeah, yeah. yeah. most professional Again, and, and this is picks. <laughs> he's picked worse I, I trust me i would have i would have picked clown films if i could have but i couldn't see any within the two minutes i looked at the home screen so <laughs> i'm very happy because there's not actually that many clown films on the surface there looks to be loads but once you've seen them all which we have <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. we're in a good place because they don't seem to make them. No, oh, it's Halloween coming up soon, so you never know. Oh, got Terrorizer, Terror, no, was it? We got uh, Terrifier Two is coming soon. Which we can do. Terrifying. No, oh, I was counting the first one. Oh, anyway, Marcus. Oh, all <laughs> Yeah, sorry, the wind. So basically, I believe it's like old western kind of themes. Uh, uh, a lady and her partner will live out in this cabin uh, all alone and they claim to have lived there for like nine years they're, they're married you know happy that sort of stuff a new couple come in who seem like they have no idea what they're doing it almost seems like they've been kicked out of their home left to go live in a cabin and have never been anywhere outside the city before they're useless the guy is an absolute wet lettuce and the wife <laughs> is she's a city girl she's <laughs> yes i'm sticking with that term <laughs> So um, the the two that already live there help them out, uh, teach them the way of the land, you know, get them started on their feet, that sort of stuff. Throughout the film, it switches back and forth to the past, and you slowly find out that the lady originally did have a son that has died, and you find out later on it's called Samuel, which I, yeah, I don't know if that's important, but there we go. Uh, <laughs> she seems to have... Oh, God, I can't remember. What's the illness called when... <laughs> no, I know your point's getting proven here, but stop. <laughs> what was this film again? <laughs> right, she has a, an illness where um, yeah, she uh, imagines uh, that things happen. Uh, one scene, she thinks she shot a goat, uh, or a wolf ate the goat, one of the two, and it's not there, it's alive, so she shoots it again for some reason. She uh, thinks this demon is coming after her and wants to kill her, uh, take her baby, all that sort of stuff. And uh, she keeps thinking that the the woman that's arrived is cheating with her husband. Oh, she so and, is. Uh, 
Oh yeah, totally. So she goes completely mental. She thinks that these this demon's trying to get her. She thinks uh, that people that see her, she's then ended up either killing or they've died somehow. But then they end up being alive because it's all in her head, and it's a really psychological fuck up film. And it doesn't quite make sense to me, but I'm not the brightest when it comes to these things. Uh, and I'm going to hand the reins over to Mark because I feel like I'm missing very key points now. <laughs> to be fair, but yeah, that actually I mean, made more sense than the actual fucking film did. So. Good one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you. Uh, anybody, yeah, that pretty much sounds about, about right. <laughs> okay, to our guest first. Matt, what do you think about this one? I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried to watch this for to include in the book because uh, I was looking for as many horror films directed by women as possible, mm. but I didn't include it because it wasn't very scary. And I, so I watched it again for you guys because that was, that was a while ago. And when I do these kind of things, I make a list of like the things that are good about something mm-hmm. and the things that are bad. <laughs> and the things, the good things, are there's three things, and <laughs> the bad things is there's there's quite a lot of bad things. So um, I guess that tells you what I think. I may as well do the good. Okay. Um, it was well shot and acted. It's mm-hmm. quite good how her husband leaves her for like because it's the Wild West. He says, "Oh, you know, I'm going away." I'll be back in a few days. And it's, you know, horror films are about being isolated. So the idea that no one's going to come for you for two days is quite a good setup. And I like the fact that she doesn't have a mirror because it's the old times. She's just got a shiny surface. <laughs> so they, that's the end of the good, I'm afraid. Hey. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the good. Uh, I didn't like it. I couldn't really tell you what happened. Not really sure what the point was. Um, it's written by a woman and directed by a woman, but doesn't pass the Bechdel test. They're always just talking about men the whole time. Mm-hmm. It spends, it's really hard with the Western because you spend so long trying to make the Western bit convincing, which they did do a pretty good job of, that it's hard to make anything else feel convincing. It just felt like a short film. It felt like a kind of 15-minute calling card mm-hmm. stretched to feature length. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. that was- has anyone ever told you you should review films? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing, guys. We should take notes about this because we never do this. <laughs> say how awful it is and leave it at that. No, no, well, what no. did you guys think? No, what do you want? You want to go first? I kind of like the music in it. The music's lovely. But I kind of like the music in it more because it drowned out a lot of the other stuff. Like they'd just play music over things so you can hear people or. So. That was both the best bit and the worst bit rolled into one. Um, not enough zombie goat for me. Um, it was brought up and I thought they were going to do like a pet cemetery thing. And I was like, oh, finally something's happened. And then it didn't. She just shot it again. Which seems weird as your like primary source of food to just shoot a goat. Yeah. And then I spent half the film thinking about how she's probably going to starve to death. While they were just faffing around, sitting on trees and fetching water for people. Yeah, yeah it was it was all over the place, wasn't it? I really didn't like <coughs> the air. Oh, there there was a good bit actually, which was the old priest. That was what when he first turned up, or the sort of no, just when he sort of put his foot in it. I did kind of like that bit. That was well. That it was did sort well of give tight. me a quick chill. Yeah. yeah, but other than that, it's really quite difficult to pick anything that I liked about it. But that was kind of um, kind of her fault, though, with the, with the priest, because she's the one who told him not to let her in. So why is she letting him in? Yeah, but was he always the devil thing? Um, was he ever a no, real? I think person? we went to go and stand the house, didn't he? The other, the other girl's house, Emma's house. Yeah, uh, uh, the her husband comes back and says, "Oh, I've uh, met the priest on the way back. He said that you were really hospitable, if that's the word." Mm. Yeah, which yeah, that's what I meant earlier by how the whole mental thing, because mm. she thinks. He's dead, but he actually just went along on his way. Mm. How about you, Marcus? Overall thoughts? Who knows? Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a film. <laughs> it wasn't like a, a horrible, horrible film. It, I just felt like there was a lot of points where the person creating it had the idea very strongly in their head uh, and then struggled to make it very clear mm. to anyone who has no idea what's going on. Uh, but the priest part I thought was really good. The, the, the part where he sat down... And uh, after being let in, and he uh, mentioned the other girl's name. Uh, what was it? Emily. Emma. Emily. That was it. He said Emily, and I thought, wait, how does he know Emily? And I thought they'd made a mess up. And then he went, oh, I've said too much. And I <laughs> went, oh, it's a ah, part of the shit. film. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I thought, oh, now something's happening. Uh, 
that was like one of the most interesting parts for me. Yeah, other than that, the rest just seemed very almost slow. Mm. Was the zombie goat the devil? Well, goats have a lot more to do with devil devil worship and all that, doesn't it? So possibly. Was any of it happening at all, though? That's the problem, isn't it? Like, mm. is it all just like it's one of those things where, and then this happened, and this happened, and this happened. Like, is she mad or is it haunted? And you're like, I don't know anymore. Is any of this really like? Is any of the things that she saw, like you say, I hadn't considered the zombie goat wasn't real until you mentioned that, but actually, it makes more sense that it wasn't. So, yeah. what was going on? Is it all just tricks of the devils on the prairie? And in which case, who gives a fuck? Yeah, I, I kind of got that. That's what they were thinking at the end because they sort of went. How are we going to finish this film? Mm. I don't know. Stick a bed in a field and have her lay on it and laugh for a bit. And I went, yes, yeah, that sounds like a perfect ending. <laughs> yeah. There's Why so, not? There's so many films about women on their own somewhere going crazy. And I just thought because we had this setting you know, in the past mm. that did quite well, it's reasonably expensive looking. I thought like they're going to do something different. And then there was just nothing different. She's just going crazy. Oh, is she pregnant crazy? Is she crazy crazy? Is she jealous crazy? Just all the different kinds. It, it was almost like sexist about all the different kinds of female crazy that she could be. Yeah. And um, I don't really feel like it landed on one, but maybe someone was paying more attention than I was because I didn't get that. It's quite hard to pay attention to this entire film. It jumps yeah. around. Way what was too it? Much. Why is it called the wind? What's to do with the wind? What's the wind to do with any of it? There was a lot of wind. They did mention. Uh, <laughs> they did mention that there was whispering in the wind beforehand, but I don't know if that was the link to her going I crazy. I did or have the, the subtitles or... on, and it kept oh. saying "wind" a lot, yeah. <laughs> even though you couldn't hear it. There's wind there. <laughs> I did think that was a bit weird. Maybe that's just a review. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed tumbleweed. Yeah, it just seems so much so over the place. It's the story jumped from yeah. past to present, present to past, past to present. That maybe the, the the go it's just really bad editing. But I don't know. It's just for a film directed by a woman about strong women characters. They weren't particularly the strongest characters. No, which that was one thing that they did do well. Sorry. Uh, with the past present and that. Mm. I don't know if you lot noticed, but she was wearing a different dress to symbolise, I think, if it was the past or present. Mm. Oh, I, yeah. I, I could have gotten that completely wrong, though. But I'm pretty sure she was wearing, I think it was like a blue dress when she was in the past. And then it changed back <laughs> to a different one. So that was my way of trying to tell, oh, this is now in, in the past. sort of thing. The other hint, if you couldn't tell, was she was also enormously pregnant. <laughs> you can't I don't just know if that one gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> So on my list of good things, am I going to put music and blue dress? Oh, I'm colourblind. Yeah. I don't even know if it was blue. <laughs> oh, I'm adding it. I'm adding it. Music, blue dress. There we go. Boom. That was a white goat one. Goat may well. away not being real. <laughs> yeah, zombie goat. There you go. <laughs> I think it just tried too hard to be like hereditary and Babadook. It tried to be more like psychological and tried to make the creature. Well, do you know what I thought this was? Mm. It felt like a really, really shit version of Hush. Without, well, without like an old fashioned one. Yeah, because yeah. Hush is basically a strong woman stuck in a house in the woods, fending off an evil presence from outside. Yeah. Just happens to be a guy in a mask. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that one was done really well, though. Oh, Hush that was, was one of my favourite films. Hush was yeah. Hush yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Loved Hush. But I mean, basically, yeah. most horror films are a woman out on her own somewhere alone, yeah, sure. fending off some sort of ex. So, you know, like, I mean, X, some sort of, you know, dot, 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 in this case, a demon or a goat or the wind. So, like, what, I don't know what this did differently. And we can't even agree what she was fending off, which I think is probably. <laughs> yeah. I that's think. probably a flaw, isn't it? <laughs> Something, you know. Hmm. I like the setting. I think if, if we're given more time, the Wild West setting's quite a, quite a cool setting. Don't get that often anymore. But. Yeah. You got, you got characters. Yeah, the sets did look pretty good. Hell yeah. Yeah, they did. It looked good. And also, and also, seeing as there's no one famous in there and it's a sort of reasonably scored, like, there's, there is budget in that film. Like, mm. Someone has spent money on that film like to make it yeah. look that good and that convincing costs loads of money. So, like, mm. there's yeah, there's there's no reason why it couldn't have been better. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. But just, just, maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe they were just rushing it because they were spending so much money on the sets. Because mm. I had noticed like a lot of the outside shots are just of their face and the sky. Mm. So right. I got the feeling like half was in a cabin and then the other half was in a parking lot somewhere. <laughs> in a petting zoo. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I just, just for me, it's just a, a bunch of really unlikable characters. A creepy Mormon-looking guy, like the Gideon guy, he just looked like a creepy Mormon. Emma just was spouting off shit all the time, and Lizzie just seemed cold, but didn't kind of give anything. It, it's well acted in a weird way, but still wasn't very well acted. But yeah, probably wasn't very well written, I would yeah. say, rather yeah, than the acting. I agree. I think it was all there except for the writing, and it could have been could have been something. But there was just there's just nothing in the box. Like what mm-hmm. we're scared of, what we're watching for. No reason. Well, I think it's time to explain to Matt <laughs> our um, our little systematic way of getting rid of films that we don't like. Yeah. This is the most professional setup. Of I just course. want to point out. <laughs> so uh, basically, we have two two uh, two layers of of, uh, of review. It's either keep it because <laughs> we like it and it goes on the shelf, or we bin it. Now. You're a reviewer. You probably don't get offended by this. So, we've had directors on before. I had to explain this before. So, basically, don't like it, bin it, keep it. Or if you really do love it, it's um, unbinnable. But, um, yeah, so I'll start with Matt. Keep it or bin it. Uh, uh, it's it's bin it. <laughs> sorry. That was quick. Yeah, sorry, I don't, what do you want me to say? I've, I think I've made my case. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Niall, keep it or bin it. Uh, the thought of having to watch it again makes me feel really uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I really don't want that to happen, so it's definitely going in the bin for me. Thanks. Cool. It's definitely going to be a bin for me. I'm not a major fan of this one. Uh, Marcus? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not watching this again. <laughs> Let's go to the bin. <laughs> one day I'm going to stop you from making choices. Yeah, I won't pick that one again. <laughs> hey, you've definitely picked worse. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Do you remember Hell the perfection? A oh, good point. Oh god! Right. Or, climax. or climax. We had to watch that. Masterpiece, mate. Masterpiece. <laughs> Matt, have you seen a uh, perfection or climax before? I've seen climax, the, the Gaspar Noé film. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Yeah, that was pretty yeah. good. That was pretty good. I thought. Okay. The dancing's good. Yeah. But literally nothing else about okay. it we liked at all. I saw it in. I saw it again. I saw it in a screening, so I saw it in the cinema with like big, loud noises, and so it was quite effective. Whereas, I guess yeah. you guys, if you're watching at home, it might be a bit more because nothing happens really. I suppose. Yeah. See, I, I liked the top-down dancing bit yeah, at the beginning, and then it went on for like twenty minutes, and then I was like, maybe I'll get up and have some toast and come back and watch the rest. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit too much. <laughs> I feel like if you took LSD with them, then you might have yeah. experienced a similar thing. So, yeah. I would say de- to anyone listening, please don't do that. That's <laughs> yeah, really, don't, uh, don't do really, that. <laughs> that's a really terrible idea. <laughs> People listen to this long enough, they know not to listen to Marcus's advice. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, guys, yeah, I really should uh, watch that. <laughs> um, anybody watch anything good this week? Marcus. <laughs> right, so oh, wow. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, what have you watched this week? I jumped in then. I really don't have anything to say because like this I've been stuck feature. in a cabin in <laughs> I know. I've been stuck in a cabin in Wales. And well, I was gonna watch the horror films, but I decided not to because I wussed out because the dog kept going upstairs and barking at a corner in one of the bedrooms. Fair enough. So that place is haunted. So I was like, I ain't watching that. So I watched the whole series of MasterChef The Professionals. <laughs> what, the recent series? or Instead. Uh, no, a really old one on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> um, and I'm a bit obsessed with it now. Once you get into it, uh, you do become yeah. obsessed. You do. Yeah. yeah. It's it's amazing. How about you, Marcus? Anything? It's definitely a keep for me. <laughs> it's a good series. Marcus, what about you? Uh, that's... Uh, what did I, I, I? I've watched. Um, I've watched a lot of animations and uh, shit on TV. Basically, <laughs> I don't know. I've been working like most days and evenings now. I've not really watched anything. <laughs> Fair enough. It's not the greatest feature this week, no, is it? Really. Yeah, <laughs> shit, really. Matt, <laughs> try it again. Ask, ask a different one. <laughs> How about you? I actually did. I have been, have watched something other than these films, and that's um. Des, the oh, David yeah. Tennant, uh, yeah, Dennis Nielsen thing, yeah, which um is, is I don't know why I'm watching that because it's horrible, but yeah, David Tennant is very good, and um, the rest of it's all right. 
So yeah, I've heard some really good things about it. That. Is really it's good. amazing, and it's sort sort of that thing of it's it's like a it's like a dra- dramatized Wikipedia page. Like it's just trying to tell you all the awful shit that he did. But he's yeah. so good that um yeah, it is compelling for that reason. He looks mm. so much like him though. He'll always be good in whatever he's in, David Tennant. Mm. He's good. He's good. It's uh, and he's playing it like he's playing the role sort of super, super boring, like aggressively boring, and yeah. just with something else going on behind his eyes. Mm. So yeah, it's definitely worth watching for him. Psst. Wakey, wakey. <laughs> a ghost. No, I'm not a ghost. I'm a podcast advert here to tell you about At Your Peril. Uh At Your Peril is an anthology series of brand new original horror stories. Deliciously dark and frighteningly funny, marvelously macabre and gloriously ghoulish. It is not suitable for children, those with a nervous disposition, or wimps. Search at your peril wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, oh, um, thank you. I, uh, I will. <laughs> Good lad. Now go to sleep. <sighs> Matt, have Hi. you seen Tenant? Tenant. Tenet, that's it. <laughs> oh, well, it's because we were talking about David Tennant. I just took some of the letters out. <laughs> yes. And what did you think of it? It was that was my first time in a cinema for about nine months, and uh, I loved it. Oh, okay. I can imagine why some people might not. I guess that's the sense I'm getting from you guys. But like, I seen just it being yet. back and similar, everything turned up to ten. Like, it's just all on like Nolan in your face I was just I was so happy it was so nice to just not be in this world right now and just be in that one so um yeah I loved it mm-hmm. how are you finding it with didn't with the kind of new way of life and a new way of kind of living with cinema because I still haven't been I know Niall you've been we've talked about this last episode I've been a few times yeah. huh? how, how are you finding yeah, it it's, I mean, just, yeah, it's much different isn't it but, yeah it's really it's really different and um you know so critic screenings are you know obviously they're a bit of a luxury from my point of view it's like the best ever your best ever cinema experience mm. but they are you know the bread and butter to this thing and you just can't really do them at the moment and so yeah we're missing out on that it means everyone's watching everything at home i've got like a projector and stuff here so i've got like quite a nice setup but you do miss an audience it doesn't matter mm. for tenet unless you want to ask someone what the hell's going on but for things you know with like crowd pleasing films there's some things you need to see with people around you and it's just not possible and not safe at the moment so it is really strange and yeah it turns out you know because of lockdown the things they're getting made are really small as well like really tiny intimate dramas Mm. host obviously good example so yeah we're making things at home and watching them at home and that's fine but yeah something is definitely lost yeah, missed, missed yeah. the cinema. I'm quite worried about cinemas now because mm. I, d- I don't know about you, Matt, but when I went, there's just no one else there. Six people, and yeah, is exactly, in a huge cinema, and you're like, how how on earth is this going to survive? And that's Tenet. That's the film that's going to save cinema, you know. Mm. And yeah. yeah, six people, no masks except for me. Uh, yeah, but see, I don't it, know what's going to happen. To be honest, would you reckon it would have been different if, say, instead of Tenet, you had a Marvel film? Do you reckon we'd have, we'd have had more of an audience Did- for that? I mean, it was a shit cinema on a Tuesday night, so maybe not. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Tenet did pretty well. I think lots of people want to see a Christopher Nolan mm. film. So, yeah, who knows? I mean, I think Bond will be the big, like the big. Yeah. True. I think it'd be interesting to see what happens to these films in a few years. I mean, whether Tenet will get sort of remembered the same way Inception yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe, and or also maybe. Was- like we were talking about context earlier. Maybe I was so happy to be there I and mean, be in a cinema that, like, my critical faculties were left at the door. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe I watch it on video and I'll be like, yeah, what the hell's that about? On video, I mean, you know, at home. Mm. Uh, who knows? Oh. Yeah. Only time will tell. Yes. I've also <laughs> seen Des. <laughs> Man, managed to push that through for. What did you think? Best bit of drama on, on ITV for ages. Absolutely oh, cool. adored it. Loved it, but I, I'm a huge true crime lover, so I know the case and I know how dark it was going to get. So yeah. it's a he plays him really well, and he looks like him. It's scary. He looks like him, which is bizarre. But no, one of the best bit of kind of 
serial killer crime dramas they've had in a long, long time. I'm quite looking forward to watching the new one on started last night. I can't remember the name of it now, though. Uh, it's about the it's called Honor, but it Honor Killings. Okay. So I'm quite interested in seeing that one, so it's the next on my list because apart from podcasts, I don't watch an awful lot at the moment. <laughs> but uh, yeah, apart from that, it's mostly been recording bloody good reads. I mean, I've been recording that pretty much non-stop for the last few weeks since we kind of last recorded, so it's been a long couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, apart from yeah, apart from Des, apart from that, it's been Bake Off. It's just started again. That's been fun. <laughs> a bit of Bake Off. Got to love it's a really scary. Cake. It is very scary. Well, it's very scary. It's not the, it's not the fucking tray flying and all this, all these buns went everywhere. Sad, no. sad time. Sad time. <laughs> what? They, they, they were going to do the uh, um, like the final display for the second round, and the woman turns around and knocks the guy's hand, and all of his buns fly all over the floor. Oh You've my never god! Never seen somebody walk off in such. So you worried, wonder about that when they do like MasterChef because you're like, well, they test all, they eat all the food. And then they leave it there for ages. <laughs> so how is like his ice cream not melted or like surely all, be cold. all the food's cold? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't understand. I want to go and see how it's filmed. Mm. Hot plate. I didn't know this would take this turn. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I've also been watching a lot of um, was it how eat well for less? That's on. I've been watching that. Um, we've got old sexy Greg. Have you seen Greg Wallace's abs? He's a bloody beast. Oh, he's really thin now, isn't yeah. he? My wife worries about me. I, I, I just go, oh, sexy Greg, and she starts to worry. But, but. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's the posters on the wall that really creep me out. <laughs> In your Greg room. It's my Greg room. I'm sorry, but how the hell have we gone from horror to sexy Greg? <laughs> it's pretty scary in its own way, Marcus. <laughs> You're not wrong. Wait a second, I'm seeing Marcus Wallace here. You're no relation, are you? <laughs> oh, well, he does have wonderful I think he knows too it. much, everyone. <laughs> He's your way in. There you go. Mark. Yeah. To rub it. I just want to rub his head. Anyway, uh, so next film. <coughs> I you some tickets. You just got to do a few favours for me. Hmm? Like Marcus? So I can get you some tickets. You just got to do a few favours. Oh, hello. Yeah, yeah, not the type of favours. Anyway, so next film. <coughs> Marcus. Oh. <laughs> go to Frankenstein. Hello. Go for it. <laughs> I absolutely love this film. Right, do you want to explain it? Of course. Because there's not much to it. <laughs> Right, Curse of Frankenstein. The Doctor Frankenstein. Well, okay, it starts off with a young boy. Uh, his mother he instantly becomes a grown man. Yeah, he basically <laughs> becomes a grown man. He uh... he's a real boy. Right, his mother's dead, so he inherits every uh, the unfortunate of his family. Uh, it turns out that his uh, cousin, well, sorry, his aunt is uh, being paid a certain amount of money each month. Uh, he takes up the payments since he's now in control of everything. Uh, she basically runs away once she knows she's going to get her money. Uh, but hard as ever. Anyway, we later find out that the little cousin uh, is basically raised to marry him later on in life. He hires the best tutor he can find. Uh, Which, by the way, isn't things. creepy at all. Yeah, no, it's well, fucking his cousin. Mm. Well, this is the 50s. Was that fine then? <laughs> Uh, probably. Really? You know, really? I'm not the right one to ask. Really? Really? Go down that room. <laughs> Continue. I think we right. need a fact check here. <laughs> and the fact check says, no, stools are anyway. right. <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh, well. Continue. I don't know. Maybe it was like second or third cousin. Anyway, right, yeah. So. <laughs> okay, so this boy's starting to learn science, uh, getting taught by this tutor, who the tutor doesn't seem to age other than grows a little bit of facial hair. He suddenly, boom, becomes a an older man by the looks yeah. of it. <laughs> older than the tutor. Yeah, it's great. Uh, didn't age well. Long story short, they're working on an experiment uh, for medical science. They managed to bring a dog back uh, to life. I'm not quite sure how long the dog's been dead, so it might have just been their heart stopped being brought back, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Point I love is... the idea that you watched that bit and went, it's not that impressive. That dog could have only died like 15 <laughs> seconds ago. You could probably drowned it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> No, it, it was sad to think that they probably sedated this dog with heavy drugs for the film because I don't think animal cruelty was as big of a thing to look at back then. But we'll get into that later. Yeah, they were all drowning dogs and doing their cousins back then. <laughs> exactly. Back in the day. The 50s, eh? Good times. <laughs> 
But uh, so he, uh, they managed to successfully bring the stock back to life. They uh, are very happy with their achievement, but Frankenstein wants more, and he believes he can do it for a person. But not just bring a person back to life, he wants to use different body parts and make a new person. He wants to create life. His tutor is like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're going mental. Tells me he won't help, uh, but then ends up helping him slightly. Uh, the Frankenstein ends up killing this really intelligent guy for his brain, which is the final piece. Makes the monster, but the brain got damaged, so it's a very simple monster. Uh, it goes off, kills some. Uh, sorry, tries to kill an old man. I don't know if it actually kills the bl- the blind old man, but we don't see him again. Uh, tries to kill Frankenstein. Frankenstein lives. He. It turns out he's doing his maid. Uh, the maid gets locked in a cupboard with the monster gets murdered he gets blamed in the end and uh his tutor doesn't stick up for him so he gets put under the guillotine the end oh yeah. and i'm pretty sure the tutor goes off with his cousin so yeah although yeah. he says that she's dead but she's not because she's sitting yeah, in the chair but all outside, he wanted was to run off with her anyway he just wanted her yeah he didn't give, he didn't give two shits he's like yeah if you come out of prison then i'm gonna basically lose her so yeah you die now all right let's go <laughs> no he's fine let's go yeah i feel like i've butchered this film because i actually loved it like but i, I don't think i've given it it's yeah, right Mark, it's, 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 it's the point in them. I, I just love that part of the podcast when you try and describe, try and describe it so. uh, i thought you loved the part where i try and make my own version of the film i have to try and work out whether i've watched the right film or not why <laughs> during that bit <laughs> these two are lovely to me just because it doesn't quite match up with what I've seen. What, 50s, cousin fucking, and uh, bringing people back to life. That's basically That's actually it. what it said in the Shudder description. <laughs> yeah, word to That's word, actually. That's why we picked it. <laughs> <laughs> Where to begin? <laughs> Had a dog in there. Right, so this That's time, nice. let's go with Niall. What are your thoughts? Ah, it was so refreshing to watch this. Like, I I didn't like the when you mentioned it the other week. I was like, oh, an old film. But I love Peter Cushion. Christopher Lee was actually in it, Marcus. He played the the creature. Ah, nice. Yeah. In fairness, I didn't so, know that until Nard told me earlier. I was quite excited about mm. it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, it was like it was back in the era where plays and films weren't really different things and i love that the whole thing feels like a play is being put on and um yeah it's just really nice to see and plus marcus saying about the health and safety stuff just now how good was that guy being pushed off that balcony Mm. i'm pretty sure they actually just pushed a guy off a balcony i think they did i think it was clearly a different guy in a wig oh yeah but i i might have to just have a quick Google to find out whether that guy was actually killed. His head bounced so much. It, it looked painful. Yeah. yeah, like his neck, like he was like L-shaped. It, it hit so hard, it actually uh, made him younger. Which is Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really liked it. It was a nice refresh, I think. Um, it's one of the better it, films. Some bits seen. have aged quite well and some bits really haven't. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's nice to see a Hammer film again. It does look like the scene, like the, the scenery in general, especially like in its basement, looks like the uh, medieval zone yeah. in uh, Crystal Maze. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there, oh, take that with all the bubbly bits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt, what do you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's review proof, isn't it? Like it's lasted this long, and uh, you know, it's. It's lots and lots of fun. It uh, started Hammer Horror as we know it. It was like this, like six sequels to this. So, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's a classic. And um, yeah, like we say, there's lots of things about it now that look a little bit dated. There's lots of things about it which look really cool. Like you said, I've got in my list of stuff I like that the guy falling off the stairs and hitting his face in the floor was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. He really, because normally you you see them fall, but like his face really hits that floor. Yeah. Nice I don't know whether that was intentional, but but that was that was a really good stunt. Uh, the scene where Christopher Lee as the creature reveals himself—it's all—it's like a fast camera movement through the door, and it's sped up. 
he pulls off his bandages and that looks cool. Peter Cushing's always really good value. You can see he's sort of dealing with a kind of slightly substandardy melodramatic script and yeah, speaking yeah. it like he's Hamlet. And um, yeah, I really liked it. Really sort of uh, comforting and uh, yeah, really fun to watch still. No, i got to say, out of some of the films we've watched, this is probably one of the better ones we've watched out of the what almost two years of review of doing this podcast. I loved it. It was actually really, really enjoyable. <laughs> um, it's just You've never so seen wonderful. it before. I've seen it once before, like years ago, but it's actually enjoyable to sit and watch it in a not reviewing it for the website kind of, you know, way. But no, it's... I actually sat there and actually, were, actually sat for it all the way through and just enjoyed it for what it was. It was, yeah, the acting is very old fashioned and it is a bit cringe at times. But the facial, um, like the, the facial and pretty expressions, are dead on. Like Peter Cushing just amazing with his facial expressions. Even Christopher Lee, don't get anything for Christopher Lee apart from kind of the facial expressions from the monster, and you can tell that. He's in pain, in a way, internally. Like you're confused. You're just, just perfect, perfect acting wise. They are very good actors. Mm. I can tell by like Peter Cushion. You had the sort of uh, thing Alec Guinness had in Star Wars, where they don't really want to be there, mm. but they're like, <laughs> "Well, I am a professional, and I shall carry on and give it 110 percent." This is not theatre. Huh? And gr- it is just brilliant to watch. There's a great story, so apparently. Uh... Christopher Lee like burst into Cushing's dressing room and went, "This is terrible. I don't have any lines." And then Peter Cushing went, "You're lucky. I've read the script." <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> and you could just hear them saying that in those voices. But um, I don't know if it's true. But yeah, I love that story. Oh, that's so good. How about you, Marcus? Your thoughts on this one? Nice. I love the film. I like you said, it's one of those few films I can just you could just sit through the entire thing and actually enjoy every single part. Nothing seems to be dragged on too much. If anything, I almost sit there and want there to be more of it, but I know that if there was any more, it would ruin it. Uh, For it being such an old film, of course, there's a lot of old-fashioned things about it, but at the same time, I feel like for it to be as successful as it was back in the 50s, it had to have been extremely well thought through and everything had to just be perfect, which has just lasted because of how well done it was. Mm. The Frankenstein's monster... It was realistically scary. It wasn't the whole typical thing you see in cartoons where it's this huge giant of a thing that is all green and stuff. It's, it looked like actual body parts just fused together. Mm. And the way it acted was very much uh, just on instinct. It, it didn't seem to quite know what to do. It just sort of discovered it as it went along. And he just seemed oblivious to what he was doing mm. as it being bad. Throughout it, he was saying, like, oh, well, what's wrong with what I'm doing? And it it was just they all all the reactions just seemed genuine. The characters seemed more real rather than you looking at it thinking, yeah, I could tell it's just an act. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. like actually going. Yeah. I just don't it, get so. actors like that anymore mm. in horror films. I think that's why it looks so. Going good. to the point that Marcus was saying about kind of the how the monster looked, the kind of makeup effects were brilliant in this. You, you, yeah, they were pretty yeah. grim. Absolutely brilliant. How long do you reckon that took to put on? Wow, I would have thought back in them days. Put a paper mache it on him. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Probably, actually. <laughs> Maybe that's why he tried to move so difficultly. Is that a word? Difficultly. That's not a word, it is, but go it? for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, words start somewhere, don't they? they do. Add it to the dictionary, there's room yes, the back. I do have a lot of questions about how they managed to do a lot of the stuff. Mm. Like, they, like, when he's hanging off the ceiling on the chain... And he just looks so free moving. It just looked. I don't know how they've managed to do any of that. I mean, have they got. Did they have harnesses like they have now? Why weren't they doing all matrixy stuff with them? I don't know. A lot of thoughts going through my head right now. <laughs> just want to see more old films now. Maybe we should just cover old films. See, I've been saying. Yeah, I mean, the re- one of the reasons that, that it's, it's lasted this long is that there's that there's qualities there. So like you're unlikely to pick a dud from 1957 that we're still talking about. You know, the yeah. wind is going to be forgotten next year, yeah. but this is still getting talked about, you know. Now, yeah. Yeah, in like 65 years, no one's going to even remember what 
Grave Encounters 2 was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and thanks for, for that. Grave what? I've got to say, though, I think next time we do a hammer, we should do Plague of Zombies because that's a very good film. Really enjoyed that one. I've never seen that, you know. It's really good. And I love Hammer. I love horror. I've just never seen that one. We're so getting you back on then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. You're on every time we do a Hammer film. <laughs> You're a Hammer uh, <laughs> That's that, That's yeah. a deal, I think. Yeah, you can't say no now. We're recording. <laughs> I'll just speak yeah, to my publisher. <laughs> <laughs> Next book out is... <laughs> Gotta say, though, out of the two female characters, though, I know a lot of the focus is on Elizabeth's character, but I actually thought um, the mistress was actually the best female character in this one. I think I think she had more lines. Her overall kind of arc, though, is basically the film. It's kind of he gets arrested for her murder, and it is basically she's the one who's trying to basically out him. She, she seems, she's a bigger character than, than you kind of imagine she's going to be. And she's kind of, it's very kind of, she's more of a vocal point than the cousin. Yeah. It is quite hard to imagine Peter Cushing as a shagger in this though, isn't it? Like he's so dedicated <laughs> yeah. and he's not interested in his wife stroke cousin, but he is interested in the servant. And a bit of me thinks like he just wouldn't be like, he's just a man of science. He's just in there with the corpse. No, not like that. Yeah. Like he's in there with the well, oh, as a man. You don't know. <laughs> a, apparently, lots, lots of things. As a lot, man of science. Apparently, a lot of things went in the fifties. It's science, guys. I mean, yeah, yeah those things. Yeah, everything, everything happened. You know, it was all legal. Everything. It is a bit backwards. The fact that he has to hide the fact that he's doing the mistress and not the fact that he's doing his cousin. <laughs> a bit backwards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> to make it even worse, he he paid the aunt to raise the cousin for him. <laughs> he literally brought himself a wife. That's even Which worse. Was I think you can probably still do that on the internet. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I might get you. Get There's you probably frown. some websites like that. Well, wife, wife buying websites. I'm sure you. I'm sure yeah. you'd know now, wouldn't you? Well, they're called typewriters. Yeah, aren't they? still oh. growing mine. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, apparently, from what I've watched this morning, the sex, sex doll business is booming, so you never know anymore. Anyway, so we go, can we uh, oh, go to the answers? <laughs> um, no. Did your publicist tell you to come on here, or was it forced? <laughs> I, I don't have one really. I was just uh, just trying to get out of coming back on. <laughs> uh, we, we've all been doing that. Yeah, my publicist said I can't yeah. do it either. <laughs> You guys have publicists? <laughs> My agent says I can't oh, do this. He's honest. <laughs> Something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Who's your agent? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's ask the question before it goes out of hand. Right. <laughs> Niall, keep it all in it. Uh, it's a keep from me. And uh, yeah, I'd quite like to see it again at some point. Maybe in a year's time. Maybe I'll make it a yearly thing. Who knows? Uh, Matt, keep it all in it. Yeah, it's a keep. It's just got a lot of rewatch value. It really rattles along and, it, you know, it's it started a movement in horror history. And actually, I'd be interested in watching some of the sequels. I've seen them over the years, but, yeah, I'd be watching them, like, with my grown-up brain on and seeing how they compare. So, yeah, keep it. Cool. Marcus, keep up in. Uh, I'm going to put it as an unbindable. It's a, it's a great Ooh. film. Ooh. I, well, Someone needs to explain to Matt what that is. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we have the process of... We have keep it and bin it... Uh, and we have, well, you can give it an Isle Award if you want to bin it that badly. Uh, that's basically, he wants to highlight how awful the film is. Uh, an unbinnable is basically, we it's like a golden buzzer on a on Britain's Got Talent, you, but we just get a lot of them, or in fact as many as we want. <laughs> you, you think it's such a good film and you want to keep it specially because uh, you think it's so good above most other films. So you'd like to uh, marry it like it's your cousin. Exactly like that. Thank you. And pretend it's the 50s. Someone who finally gets it, guys. <laughs> but yes, so... This is... <laughs> right, this film's unbidable for me. Um, it There's not really too much wrong with the film, especially when you take into consideration the time it was made and what they had to offer, it was done really well. And because of that, similar to how you've said, Matt, for watching sequels in it, uh, or other films done by the same people, I just think if they've done that then, what can they do now, you know? Yeah, definitely. They're dead, a lot of them. 
well, unfortunately. That's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That ruins my weekend. Yeah, sorry, Marcus. And yeah. I'm going oh, to... Uh... Take my answer back? No, no. <laughs> That's wrong. Uh, can't, can't for mark. me, it's an unbendable as well. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, absolute classic. I Copy absolutely again. loved it. <laughs> really, really enjoyed it. Second time watching it. Um, older now watching it this time and love it even more. So, yeah, um, great acting, great story. Unbendable for me. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. I got nice. all those unbendables. I know. Oh. Dishing yeah. them out like it's nothing. No, they mean... Yeah, they that mean doesn't happen everything. a lot. <laughs> well, apart from that one week, we had all three of us did an unbendable. That was Host, wasn't it? What was... Yeah, what, what that was, was Host. Oh, uh, okay. What was the last Nile Award for? Yeah. Oh, I think it was uh, actually incest-based <laughs> as well. That was that <laughs> Japanese one. Oh, um, old boy. Was that... Uh, yeah, oh, I think that had most daughters uh, uh, romanced or something. That was, right. Oh, I know, there was a Nile yeah, Award for uh, the, um, got an Award. the worst eating of an octopus, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, maybe it was the octopus. I can't remember now. I should I should really have them written down somewhere. <laughs> but a lot of the Nile Award moments I just like to forget yeah. and sponge from my mind. Old Boy's a good film. Grave Encounters 2 got worse special effects. Old Boy's a classic. I remember that. Yeah, I don't know why. It is. It's a great film. Love Old Boy. Mm. It's, yeah, you know, very that, but it's a good film. Anyway. Matt, have you seen Old Boy? Old Boy, I'd say Old Boy is a good film. It's a, it's a confronting film, but yeah, I like it. I like the bit when the dog gets thrown off the roof. <laughs> that bit's funny. Fucking hell, right? <laughs> but it turns into a stuffed animal and just bounces off the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the same breed of dog. It's just, it's just whatever stuffed animal they could find. <laughs> and we, yeah, it's dog shaped. We won't even talk about the shining. Anyway, so yeah, good film. Mm, thought you said. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. right again. <laughs> no, it was not. Again, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Matt. I hope you've not been too traumatized. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. It's been really fun. He's not coming back, is he? <laughs> He's so not coming. People can find me at at, at Matt Glasby on on Twitter or at the Book of Horror on Twitter if they want to talk about horror stuff. Um, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been really fun. <laughs> Thank you. It's been fun for us as well. You're our first English guest. Really? Yeah. You, we usually get Americans on the horror cast. Don't know why. But well, they were directors, just, in just fairness. Do. Usually oh, well, we're here like at 10 and they're like, oh, it's afternoon. Yeah. Well, I, well, I'm honoured. Thank you. <laughs> but, You're welcome. You win a Nile Award for being first English <laughs> person on the podcast. No, quick cut. They're not good things. Sometimes it's a good thing. That one is. Sometimes it's a good thing. Oh, there you go. First good Nile Award. In, in, in our def- I'd just like to dedicate this award to my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end it there. By any chance, is she about 70 at the moment? So she's about 50. <laughs> what did you just say, Marcus? So, by any chance, is she in her 70s, you know, to make it so she's from the 50s? I thought you were, I thought you were asking whether she was fit. I thought that was that's strange. <laughs> Mark, you have stopped the recording, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. If I can stick that in my poem then, now. <laughs> anyway <laughs> thanks guys it's been, it's been it's been really fun it's been really raucous <laughs> uh, this is the first time I actually had a guest yeah. on where we didn't have to be professional like... because it's great <laughs> yeah. if you ever feel like you can handle another night of horror possibly near Halloween <laughs> do let us know <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. yeah I'm not doing any more publicity now but definitely uh, in the future yeah absolutely it'd be lovely awesome awesome. very cool oh, sweet. Mm. brilliant so uh Thank you, guys. No <laughs> He'll never forget this. <laughs> anyway, right. Shall we wrap this up? <laughs> should, we, uh, should we wrap this up, guys? <clears throat> Go. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, as always, thank you, guys. Oh, Christmas present. What's that? Every time, Marcus. I said like a Christmas present. Every time, Marcus. Let me do the fucking outro. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Look, as always, uh, thank you all for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Fuck off, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> And uh, just a quick live shout out to our sponsor as well. Uh, that's Abominable Books. I said that wrong, didn't I? Abominable Books um, Book Club. This is probably wrong. I've completely fucked that one up. Let's start that again. <clears throat> uh, 
Um, huge thank you to our sponsor, our abominable book, uh, book club. That is the great subscription box that is sponsoring us and Bloody Good Reads at the moment. Um, you can also get 10% off your first book box by quoting Bloody Good Reads. Basically, they are a subscription box. You get a brand new book, a secondhand book, some extra treats, um, some great magazines as well. So do go and check them out. It is Abominable Book Club at CrateJoy.com. Um, you can find it over on our Twitter, our Twitter stream, uh, our Instagram as well if you want to find the codes. Um, do go and check them out. They are a great bunch of guys, and they really do support the show as well. So, uh, yeah. So, as always, you can catch me over on Snake Bite Horror. Uh, on Twitter, you can catch us over on Snake Bite Horror on Instagram for any kind of updates there as well. Uh, you can catch the podcast on any podcast stream, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, um, other places, Castbox, etc. Um, and you can <laughs> you can catch me every. Uh, We're in so many places we don't I even know, know. I know. You can catch me weekly as well over on Bloody Good Reads, my uh, my new podcast where we talk to horror authors and get them to basically pick free books, which apparently is very hard for people. And yeah, basically talk about their, their career and uh, what books they absolutely love. So do go and check that out over on the mainstream and over on Buzzsprout as well. Uh, so as always. And why not go and buy Matt's yes. book? Yes, guys, we push Matt's book as well. well we're talking about exactly, books. yeah. So uh, Matt's book is out now as well. It's uh, the Book of Horror, brilliant book. Absolutely love it. I'll put a, a a link to it on the bottom of the episode as well, and we'll be pushing it on Twitter where we can, and also check it out on snakebitehorror.co.uk, um, and go and follow Matt on Twitter. And again, yes. Yeah, so uh, as always, I have been your host, Mark Goddard. I have been joined by Matt. Gatsby. Uh we've also always been joined by Noel Whitlock. Ladies. And Marcus Wallace. Two doors. <laughs>